If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the mech poppy himself. Blessing at AOEA Jr. What's up, Tim? We're also joined out today by the master of hype, Snowbike Mike, all the way from the Kind of Funny X cast, gracing this table. Mech Poppy, Pilot Poppy. Ooh, Ooh I like I like Because you've got to stick with the P's. And yeah, the P's. Pilot Poppy. I like, I like that. P's. I like that. Yeah. Big yeah, I'm trying to think fan. of like where we're going with this with the P's, and I think Pilot Poppy. Pilot Poppy, I think, is the way yeah, to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You also it's, look very good in light blue. You do. Yeah, you also nice. look very you're good not, in light blue. You're not today. Yeah, looking good. Light blue, light blue brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Barrett Courtney will also be giving his thoughts on Armored Core 6 because that's what we're talking about today. He's running the show, uh, but he has the voice of God power, which is going to be really exciting uh, for him. <laughs> there we go. A little preview of what's to come. Uh, but of course, this is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. Of course, you can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com if you're looking for the video if you're looking for the podcast version though guess what you just got to search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we will be right there for you we have a ton of reviews coming up we have a ton of previews coming up we have a ton of other things coming up it's a, it's a crazy year in video games and the year is just continuing on to deliver over and over and over again of course we have the starfield review coming up with paris lily coming through to san francisco he's the lead reviewer for us and kind of funny he'll be here at this table with us which is going to be extremely exciting uh if you want to support all of that if you want to watch live as we record a whole bunch of these episodes when there's no embargoes you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers jedi master deadpool delaney twining and logan delaney have done we appreciate all of you so very very much for all of that um you get the show ad free you get a whole bunch of bonus content it's a great deal if you ask me um today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but i will tell you all about that later i want to get right into it today is our review of armored core six fires of rubicon again a name sick that title. never gets less cool you know god but my question to you bless as the lead reviewer here at kind of funny for armored core six fires of rubicon what do you give it on the kind of funny scale yeah so i think for me the way i would lead off this review would be to say that this is the first time while reviewing a game at kind of funny that i've played the game twice by the time i've sat down for this review i've completed the game a two times uh, and that is because I fucking love this game. And so for me, you know, this is one where if I were to put my expectations on where this lands in the review roundups when the embargo's up, um, when this goes live for everybody, I expect it to land on the eights and nines range. You know, I don't know how many um, of one versus the other it's going to get, but like I expect it to get eights and nines. For me personally, I'm giving this game a five out of five on the kind of funny scale. I think this game is incredible. Um, I think it's easily dingable in some places just for the fact that you know, in my first playthrough, the story felt kind of dry, right? And I think that's the thing that, that that a lot of people might take issue with, or a lot of people might have to um, 
I guess, wrap their minds around the fact that this game kind of takes its own route when it comes to how it wants to deliver its narrative. The fact that all the dialogue is through codec calls. All the dialogue is through uh, just dialogue, right? It's, it is, you're not seeing people's faces. You're not meeting characters face to face. And I think that, I assume that is an Armored Core thing. I should mention that this is my first Armored Core game. Um, but yeah, like, I think that was a, a, a adjustment thing for me, right? The fact that the story is entirely, you know, codec calls, but then also it is a lot of jargon. It is a lot of like, Oh yeah, you have the Archibus Corporation, and they're in battle with the PCA, who's also in battle with the uh, Rubicon Liberation Front, who's also in battle. With, like, there are so many different organizations and jargon stuff that goes on to the point where if you're somebody who looks at your phone during cutscenes, like I have that habit sometimes, you will miss something, and you will probably have to go back and rewatch that thing again. Like, you have to pay attention to what's going on if you want to follow the story. But for me, during my second playthrough, that's where I started to really take things in and really appreciate the story for what it is, which is something that is in support of creating the best mech fantasy that you can imagine. And I think that's what Armored Core 6 does for me that is really special. It's the fact that I can't imagine making a mech game that is as thoughtful about how it wants you to really be in the mech fantasy as this one, right? Like you have the all the dope customization. You have all the different parts of your mech that you can customize between the uh, the legs, the core of it, the arms, the different weapons that you can equip, different expansions and stuff in terms of the internals of your mech, the generators, the boosters. You have all these different parts that you can get in your Duffy of mixing and matching, and there's a lot of them. Like there's a lot of different things you can get into as you play through the game and unlock all these different things. Let alone that, you have the colors that you can mix and match, the different color schemes that you can do you can make some dope ass looking mechs and i had such fun uh, making my own mechs and then when you get on the when you get on the field right when you get into the combat it is just fun right and i think that is where the from software aspect of it shines through is the fact that these guys know how to do boss battles now like these guys are really good at creating a really intense boss uh, boss fight the difficulty is there and once you get past it you have that feeling of overcoming something that you thought you could never get through right that feeling is maintained as a from software game but at the same time this is the most fresh from software games in years and years and years i don't think it's the best from software games game in years and years and years right but i think this definitely lives up to what my expectation is from them and that is a game that is really good with action has a really different vibe and is something that i want to keep coming back to you i think they've succeeded with that with armored core 6 and i absolutely adore this game oh you said so much there that i want to jump off but first i want to get some other people's opinions mike how much have you played of armored core 6 and where are you at with it i'm about five hours in i'm struggling at a current boss battle that i'm going to need blessing to beat for me but i am having so much fun with this game i think it is the coolest game of the year like it is visually stunning when you kick this thing on and you first drop in to whatever mission you're on and you see the backside of your mech, you're like, man, this is going to be cool. And then you thrust forward and take to the skies. It is visually the coolest game around. It is also on a gameplay level so much fun to play. It is you in the mech. It is the fantasy of being a mech pilot, like Blessing said, where I am at total control of the moment to moment, wherever I want to go, whatever I want to do, whatever stunning move I want to pull off, you get to do that. And I love that power fantasy uh, on the side of customization. I have never been into customizing something as much as I was back in the halo two days. This is capturing that where I am every single piece of decal. I want to customize. I haven't seen a great character creator like this in a long time where you can import your own images, put them onto your mech. This is giving some really cool vibes of like, I can't wait to see blessings. I can't wait to see Andy's and Baird's and the whole world's mechs because 
man, it is it's super dope. And so, yeah, for me, I'm having a ton of fun with it. My small frustrations are you're going to need to get good and you're going to need to learn how to really think quickly on the piloting side of things. And I think if you do the trainings, if you do the arenas, if you follow it and you like really get in tune with it, I think you're going to get over that hump because it is a full 3D world, right? Like I'm so used to boots on the ground in a lot of these FromSoft games. Now you are in this 3D flying up in the sky, trying to keep an eye on what's coming at you, where it's coming from, and you need to be mindful of that. you got to really work that camera. And there's some frustrating parts where you get lost in the mayhem of the battle. Yeah. And if you're not quick on that, it's going to punish you. And I think that's where I have my biggest, like, ah, moments. But that's what I like from from software games. I like that challenge. I like overcoming it and figuring out the new tactics in the battle, right? Whether it be the quick turn that you can unlock inside of the shop, where now I can quickly do a 180 and figure out where I'm repositioning, anything like that. I think it's really, really well done. So for me, this game blew my skirt up, and I'm jazzed up about it. I are, like it. Are you planning to, to continue through? Do you oh. think you're going to beat this one? Yeah, there's no, there's no stopping on this, Tim. The moment you jump into this, I think any From Software fan, any mech fan, the moment you turn this on, you're going to say, oh, gosh, I can't stop with this. And, yeah, I'm going to be playing this for a long time. And then the arenas, we haven't even talked about multiplayer. Oh, my the God. The idea of being able to go 2v2 or 3v3 with people. It's 1v1 or 1v3. Get out of town. I'm in. This yeah. is going to be so I, much I did fun. that a bit with yeah. uh, Mitchell Saltzman the, uh, the other day. And, I mean, to everything you're talking about in terms of the customization and uploading your mech, I beat Mitchell Saltzman's ass. Hell, yeah. Three out, of four, three out of five times. Three okay, out of five go, times. Go, go, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. You're up. You're up. I went back and forth. Like, we, I was up. I was up. And, um, you know, I have beaten the game twice. He had be, I believe at that point he had be, beaten the game once. And so the more you play, the more things you unlock. And I had more access to different parts and stuff. And so, like, being real, I, my, I had a better arsenal of things to, like, go to and, and, and bring in. Um, but there was a point where toward our last fight where he was like, dude, what, what is that? And I'm like, I got you. I'll upload it and I'll share the ID of this mech with you. And it's really cool that you can do that, right? There is this personalization aspect that carries forward that I think is really cool because of how much ownership you have over the mechs that you can make. But yeah, I had a really good time playing oh. multiplayer and I can't wait for the game to be in everybody's hands. For multiplayer is going to be so cool seeing everybody's builds. And then really quick, just to touch on the story, the story is cool, right? Like I love the narrator talking to you, the handler that you're going to like, it is like Metal Gear Solid vibes. It is the ultimate like mech fantasy vibe where it's like they're coming in over the telecom to you and you're like oh yeah i'm about yeah. to go get it for you right now and, and you feel like a mercenary it's cool and that's where i'm coming from when i'm talking about like the mech fantasy of it one of the first things i have here in my notes is just a bullet point that says mech turismo and for me that mm. is the idea of you know you go into like a, a sim game wanting to get into your bag of oh i'm a racer i am role playing as a racer and i am um you know taking all these different parts of my car and building this car in the way that i want to grant or not, not grand turismo um armor core six lets you do that right and you have like the co the calls with your handler that's telling you about these different things of yeah archivist corporation needs somebody to do this as an independent mercenary are you down and you're like yeah let's do this and it feels it feels like it's trying to curate this reality of i'm just taking admissions like i am just doing these missions because i am in a hired merc it doesn't matter if i'm the on the good side it doesn't matter if i'm the, on the bad side i am just hired to do these things and i think they set things up for that pretty well in a way that again i think could come down as dry on the storytelling side of things but they take that also and do interesting things with it later down later down the line in the story that I think keeps things interesting and fresh as well. And so, yeah, like I think the mech fantasy part of it is the part where it succeeds the most. Oh, yeah. What side am I on? And then the ultimate mech fantasy is when you square up 1v1 versus a boss or another mech where it's like, 
oh, he's talking to me. And like, you're getting a little bit of story and then he's looking at you and it's like, here it comes. We're going to battle. And then you clang into each other and it's on from that moment. It's very cool stuff. Barrett, I know you've been playing a lot of this too. Uh, what are your thoughts on it so far? And have you, how, how far are you? Have you beat it? Yeah, so I rolled credits on Sunday morning. I think it took me like roughly 20 hours to to get through uh get through that, but yeah, the the thing I've been saying uh to blessing and this is like my official score uh for Armor Core 6 is this game fucking rips. This game kicks so much ass. Uh like so yeah, I completely back up bless <clears throat> with the the 5 out of 5 uh score right there. Uh yeah, and backing up everything that both uh Bless and Mike have been saying. It really like I'm not a mech guy really, but this like made me a, like a believer of just like getting into the mech fantasy, making it your own. I I wasn't doing too much customization of like the colorways cuz I very quickly found like okay, this is kind of like the what uh, my mech uh, what I want it to look like and then every from there on out, it was just, like, replacing parts and all of that, which was nice of, like, the quick shout-out of, like, if you have a gun and you have, like, already a set colorway, but then you replace it with a different thing, it'll already set it to, like, whatever your left, like, uh, gun arm is already. Uh, so if you find, a, like, a kind of color scheme that you like pretty early on, you don't have to, like, constantly, like, re-update things once you're kind of hot-swapping things out. But, yeah, I, I really, really had a fun time with this, and the more I talked to Bless about, like, uh, stuff, Stuff, late game stuff i'm like damn do i want to do another playthrough of yeah. this which is insane and i totally get why like for bless this was like your first game of like playing through it twice before uh the official review uh just because it's that addicting it's that fun this is the same uh combat lead from Sekiro, Sekiro. I, right yeah. and uh i i wasn't super into Sekiro but like I could I definitely see the the comparisons there and it's just like really quick action fun I I love how tough it gets and I love the kind of approachability it has uh with that right where you know a, a lot of like soul stuff that we know from modern from software right where you know uh, let's say you get to a boss in elden ring mike and you've got this certain build and it's been working well for you and then you get to a boss and it's like oh man this build is not the right thing for this for this boss right and there are ways to counteract that you can go and like respec uh if you're a certain part of the way through the game or or you have like different weapons at uh, your disposal here uh whereas an armored core it's like oh man i'm a, having a tough time with this boss maybe the weapons i have equipped aren't best suited for this boss and the way uh the levels kind of work out you'll have checkpoints so it's like oh if you die at the boss checkpoint it gives you like a little a little tab that's like hey do you want to like respec your your mech here and then you can go right back into the boss fight uh granted that is limited to what you already own if you need to like if you have other things that you don't own and you need to go back to th the store then you have to kind of quit out of the mission but i love that ease of access of like hey you're a certain build and it's not really working out right now play around with all of these other things and get right back into the action which i i think that that's really what they wanted to focus on was just like getting into the action as quick as possible yeah um it, it is the most some of the most hype moments I think I've had this year in video games are just in this game. Um, I know Bless uh, was a little bit like it takes a little bit. For, it took a little bit for you, Bless, to really get into the story. But I was just I was loving it the entire time. Shout out to oh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Patrick Stites, uh who voices Endeavor from My Hero, who also voices the uh, your your handler in this game. And he just does like a more like subtle Endeavor. And it 
like Mike said, it's like a very like Metal Gear kind of vibe, and I just absolutely adored it. Like the story is very surface level Metal Gear, but they know like certain moments are gonna hit when they hit, and it's just. I got excited every single time like a certain character would be reintroduced yeah. or a certain and twist and all this stuff. That's like, the thing that so really impressed me as I got further into the game is the fact that, like I said earlier, you're not seeing these characters' faces, right? Like you're not seeing the animation. You're not seeing all this stuff. You're just hearing their voices. Like that's all of what you're hearing from them. And there are moments where I come face to face with a character in a mission and I'm like, Oh, you're this guy, but then you, you say face to face, you mean mech to mech. I'm mech to mech. Yeah, yeah. You, you get mech to mech. Well, like it's that idea of like, oh, this is like what your mech looks like, and then also like this is your weapon set, and it's that cool thing where all of it is transferable for the most part. Like there are some big bosses where it's like, okay, that's definitely not a thing I could use, but uh, so many of the fights, probably most of like those encounters you're facing off against mechs that you can just go back and make yourself if you buy all the parts and stuff and like i think oftentimes you'll finish mission and then unlock the parts of the mech that you just defeated and that's it's, yeah cool it's really cool because <laughs> it's like now i can pretty much just play as this character if i wanted to and shout out to like uh, you know like yeah there's not like a lot of like character kind of like big arcs and we're not diving into these characters like in a super in-depth way but i love of like you know they're all certain kind of archetypes and it was like really satisfying when you when you are mech to mech with certain characters you had you'd only seen on codec calls where it's like immediately of like oh of course you have this type of mech and yeah and all of, that co- stuff. of like, course this is what you look like yeah and it, so they Sick. they do just enough where it's like okay it comes together in in really cool ways and so yeah like uh, top level stuff is like yeah i'm i'm really high on this game i i, I think so far it's probably my second favorite of the year yeah uh, it's probably pretty it, high up really for me good. as well and one, one thing i want to shout out you know barrett mentioned that you said it took you like what around, around 20 hours barrett yeah, uh, 20 hours to roll qu- uh, credits. Yeah, and that sounds about right. Like, for me, the first playthrough was about 16 hours, but I had sped through the first chapter because I got to do that during a preview. Mm. And so I already knew all the ways to do it. I think naturally it would have taken me probably closer to 20 hours to do. And then I, in, a, in total, I put in around 30, let's say 31, 32 hours, just going back and replaying it again and then also doing a little bit of multiplayer. So uh, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like the game really opens up. Uh, even after you talking about with Mitchell of getting all the, the new abilities and weapons, even yeah. after beating it, does it feel like that is part of the intended experience? 1000%. Okay. This is a game that wants you to play it multiple times. Um, as you play when during my second playthrough, I was still unlocking new parts and stuff like that just feels the way it's balanced. And one of the cool things is, yeah, they introduce some new content in the new game plus that makes it worthwhile to go back and play a second time. And that's not a, I believe that's a thing that Armor Core has done before where they have like different endings and different decisions that you make to like affect what your playthrough looks like. Like I believe based on the people I've talked to, it sounds like that's an Armor Core thing. Um, but yeah, elements of that are here too. And so there's a lot of reasons. I think that is the main reason why you're, why it is on the quote unquote shorter side. I know 15 to 20 hours is still a long time, but um, yeah, that's why like I beat it and immediately started again because i'm like wait actually i want to go back and see what else i can do and also i just like playing this game it's a yeah, really fun that's game awesome to play. yeah so, anytime i'm not playing and this is uh, this is the highest uh, compliment i get uh, can give it it's like similar to tears of the kingdom earlier this year this is the second time whenever i'm not playing this game all i'm thinking about is playing this yeah, game getting back to it's it so good and it's so addicting like i like i'm interested to see like different story stuff but it's more just that itch where i'm like oh god like the combat sings man like mm-hmm. when i'm constantly just hitting r2 l2 r1 and l1 all at the same time and like cycling between all these weapons while i'm fighting a bunch of different people it it fucking rips oh yeah, yeah so bless i have a a, a, a multi-layered question here that all is building to uh, a similar similar thing 
Uh, Bear was talking a lot about specking out your mech and being able to, at checkpoints, realize, hey, this boss is kicking my ass, I can respec. Generally, as a gamer, are you somebody that likes to respec or are you somebody that likes to, hey, I found what I like and I just want to triple down on it? And then the follow-up to that is, now that you've beaten the game, now that you're replaying it, now that you're getting more abilities, are you now finding, oh, this is my loadout and mm -hmm. this is what I want to do and it works? So I'm somebody who typically I rely on the build that I make. Like I, I double down on the builds that I make and I don't really, I'm not a big respec person. I did actually quite a bit in Elden Ring, but that's for that's for other reasons, right? That's because I saw cool shit on the internet and went, actually, I want that instead. Uh, but for the most part, I build a thing and I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Hardcore, at least in the first playthrough, doesn't really want you to do that, right? They want you to, want you to experiment with different things. Different uh, types of enemies will have different weaknesses to like certain kinds of weapons and all that stuff. So you kind of have to constantly think about what the kind of enemy you're fighting is and then account for that. And Armor Core does make it easy. Like that is the thing that I complimented on is the fact that, yeah, going back into the assembly menu, uh, you have your four weapons yeah, that are all mapped to the four different shoulder buttons. And then you have arms, body, and legs, right? And all those ha have sort of different functions and how they affect your mech. So like something like, like legs might carry um, like certain kinds of weight so you don't get overburdened um, or something. Or um, there's like four main different kinds of legs you can have, right? There's like the regular legs, there's tank legs that you can rock with that'll make you speedy. There are um, reverse jointed legs that make it so that you can jump real high. Um, and there's more, right? There's like a, there's a four legged uh, um, like set that you can put on that the, like you're looking at it right Sick. now. Once you equip those, you can kind of float in the air and stuff. And so like all of them have their different stuff that they affect, their different stats and stuff and different um, properties. But then, yeah, like arms have a different thing. Core, like, I, Barry, if you find something that like shows what the core the cores do, honestly, I was mainly focused on the legs <laughs> and the weapons. Um, but yeah, like- Why all, was that? Just cause like, I feel like the legs affect it the most, right? In terms of how you how it feels to move around. Like I yeah. think cores and arms are more, more so like stats type stuff. But legs is like, yo, I want to feel this certain way. And so, so yeah, legs uh, definitely, I, I think, are twofold <clears throat> movement for sure of like how you want to move around, what feels comfortable for you, what makes sense uh, during certain boss fights. Like I did the four-legged one only once because I felt like in the first playthrough, you kind of needed to be able to float around so you're not getting messed up on the ground. Yeah. Um, but I think it also helps with uh, load limit as well. Uh, and that's just like uh, when you're talking about overburdens, essentially of like all these different weapons have different weight, right? Like the like holding two Gatling guns isn't going to be the same as holding just like like two a purse AKs. machine gun. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those Gatling guns are cool though. Yeah, and like so going I, double Gatling gun is one of the coolest things I've so, done. This yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of like my typical build is like I'll go into a level with two Gatling guns because then those like easily bleed through like normal enemy like health, and then once you get to a boss fight, if you're getting close enough, uh, like those will easily like build up the stagger bar and then i'll also like once that's done i'll swap them out for two shotguns just to like take out a bunch of health all at once oh that's really smart uh and like and that that'll be my basis uh for going into a level but then if i find myself like struggling with that that's when i'll go in and kind of like respec it yeah. especially in that first like time through there so like the boss that mike is on right now that's one where that was like a definitely like uh that that feels like the father gaskion uh fight where it's like this is what this game is and this is the cycle of like you're gonna die you're gonna experiment now with this type of weapon and now this type of weapon and see what works what gets the shield down what staggers him easily all that stuff so yeah and for me my second playthrough i did have 
a go-to. Like there's, okay. I, there, I have a favorite build. It is there's like a um, some tank legs that are small, uh, short, like smaller than the tank legs that you've seen on screen. Um, those and then like I have a my Gatling gun. There's a Zimmerman shotgun that I love that I keep on my left arm, and then like a bazooka, and then then, then some missiles on my left uh, shoulder. Y'all realize cool. how cool this sounds, it's right? Very cool. Like this sounds it's like so the cool. dopest it, game ever. It's fucking yeah. sick. It, when it you rips. actually do it, it's even cooler. I'm yeah, like, yeah. They very much encourage you, like you've been getting out. It's like. You buy these guns. You try these guns. Don't be afraid to try. Like, you're going to get money back. It's going to be just fine. You should be trying everything in this game and yeah. going forward with it. And there's it. so much to it's try. So, there's a, so cool. If I, if I showed you some videos, it would blow your mind. Like, I, in terms of the footage we have, like, we're pulling off of, of all the trailer footage, right? Um, once you get later into the game, there's some weapons that are mm -hmm. fucking sick as hell, dude. Like, I had, like, kind of fully accepted, like, bless it. was like, all right, like, I'm getting into New Game Plus and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I haven't beaten the game yet, but I'll probably just do one playthrough and all this stuff. And then bless sent me, like, a, like a video of just, like, some of the new stuff that he on locked in like late game post game stuff where i was like it's God so damn cool. it that's cool as hell i want to play like that <laughs> yeah um but even then like when i was going through the game i mostly stuck to that one but there are certain types of missions where like, here, here's one thing i should shout out about this game right they have different types of missions that kind of require different things of they have uh defend the point style missions where you have two things and you have a bunch of enemies that are coming at you in waves it's not my favorite kind of mission in this game but it does require you to switch up how you think because for a lot of for my um uh tool set i like to go close quarters right the shotgun is close quarters the bazooka i had was close quarters and like even the missiles and the gatling gun i'm getting in your face and mm -hmm. i'm like taking people out and that's how i'm going through levels and that's how i'm dominating um with those kinds of missions it's better to have stuff that is long range and like some missions it's better to have stuff that is um more widespread right because for a shotgun for example that's that's a that's a focus on one person kind of weapon right for my bazooka that's a focus on like one or two people kind of weapon and all your weapons have to recharge if they get overheated or if you have to reload. And so you have to think about that time spent where you don't have that weapon available. Whereas if I know I'm going to fight a bunch of different enemies that are coming at me from like these different directions and I need that long distance, maybe I will get a 10 hit uh, missile launcher. That way I can lock on to all these mm. people in a, in a row and then like fire at all of them at the same time. Right. And like those are the, now I have to think about using those weapons instead. Um, and so they have different kinds of missions that will pretty much ask you to, switch up the way you play and so even though i had that base thing there are some missions where i'm like no i can't use this i got to use something else because this isn't going to work for this kind of mission um and to on one hand right i mentioned like the um the like hold down your point kind of mission not my favorite kind they have some other kinds of missions where i'm like this is fucking brilliant like i mentioned this during the preview event but there's a mission early on that feels like a shadow of the colossus situation where you find this big uh walker that's in the in the distance in this desert and like you get close to it and it slowly gets revealed of what it is and you're like whoa this is cool bear has footage you're watching the video version um but you get closer to it and it's like whoa, what the fuck is this? And then you climb it and then you take it out from the top. And like for any mission that where it's like, okay, this is kind of whatever. There's another mission that's like, whoa, it was a fucking cool ass idea here. And so they, they play around. If I had any feedback for the next game, it is like, hey, build in more of these kinds of moments and get rid of the um, like stand your ground kind of missions. But I do like the fact that they have variety. Uh, I think that's a strong thing. And all the missions for the most part, are like short to medium length. There's not really any really long missions. Yeah, never felt like they ever overstayed their welcome. I think some of the beginning ones are very quick, where like Blessing said, like you're gonna wanna replay these things, right? You're gonna wanna come at it even with a better arsenal. And I'm excited to see like, when this, is game, when this game is out to the public, three months later, when we see this at GDQ and this guy is yep. like no hit running this, speed running it, like 
this game encourages you to be like, hey, that mission wasn't that long. Go back. Show me what you got. Be even better. And it's like, oh, okay, I can't wait to do that yeah. with the new one. You can arc. get ranks for all the missions. Like, once you beat it the first time, if you go back and replay, you can rank up all the way to, like, S rank. And that's part of the trophies. That's the main reason I'm not platinuming this game is that one of the trophies is to S rank everything. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That and, like, collecting literally every mech part. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I went through the trophies as well. I, almost, I, I, I thought about it. If it wasn't for the S rank thing, I, I think I would do it. The other thing yeah. is, like, there's logs that you collect, and I hate just I hate staring at oh. guides to, like, collect things. The logs are cool, though. I the encourage you to cool. read the logs. Like, if you want to get into, like, the mech universe, reading the logs are nasty, right? Because it's like... They're talking about, oh, man, this mech came, and we didn't know who they were, and they're killing us on the battlefield. Like, it's bad stuff. And then, like, the ending one is like, oh, I know who it is. And then it's like, oh, that person's dead, though. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I definitely want to keep talking about Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Again, a, a name that I'm going to say the full title of any chance I yeah, guess. Hell yeah. Uh, but real quick, let's take a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny betterhelp.com slash hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Kind of funny. So, Bless, who is this game for and who is this game not for? Obviously, mm. from software, we've been talking about this a lot over the last couple years since Armored Core 6 was announced. Of Is it going to be more of a Souls-type game? Is it going to be a different genre for them? Is it meeting in the middle somewhere? And what does that mean for the general public, especially a general public that... I feel like if they didn't know, now they do when it comes to uh, From because of Elden Ring and its success last year. What do you think? Yeah, I think this game, I think this game is going to be for a lot of people, surprisingly. You know, Armored Core historically hasn't been that, right? Like Armored Core feels, uh, feels like it has been more for the Armored Core fans and, you know, it's not really had that mainstream splash. This feels like one they're teeing up to have a bit more of a mainstream splash. Again, I don't think it's going to be Elden Ring in conversation. I don't think it's going to be Bloodborne. It might be Sekiro. Like it might be one of those things where it's like, oh, this is actually really fun and you see uh, a lot more people get into this. Sekiro, one game of the year. Sekiro did win game of the year in 2019, uh, 20, yeah, 2019 I believe. Um, and so, yeah, I think, it, I think it's a strong contender for action game of the year, right? Like I think it has, it has that going for it. And honestly, like it's hard for me to think of people that like 
are super not going to be into this game. Like, if you like a third-person shooter, if you like an action game, um, if you don't like hard games, right, like hard action games, then, yeah, no, this is not going to be for you. But I could, like... I could see you being into it, Tim. Like, I could see you picking it up and having a good time with it. I think Andy's probably going to love it. Um, I could even see Greg picking it up. And I, <laughs> I say that like Greg has never played an action game before, but more so just the idea of, like, FromSoft isn't necessarily Greg's mm -hmm. bag. I could see Greg picking this up more so just for, like, the um, uh, bite-sized mission uh, structure where it is, hey, you go in, do a mission, cool, I'm done. That took me 10 minutes. Like, I can go on and play something else. I can go to Starfield or whatever I'm doing. So Re really, really quick, sorry, just to jump off of that with, like, who the, who is this game for and all this stuff. Uh, I will say, like, the, the biggest thing I, I will say about this game, and this is not a new conversation when it comes to FromSoft games, is uh, accessibility, for sure, is a, a mm -hmm. big thing. Like, the fact that I can't, like, bump up text size is insane in 2023. Uh, but I will say, like, I, I believe you can, there are, like, control sets, uh, like, presets and all that. I think you can make your own, like, custom, uh, like, remapping of controls. So there is that, um, just to, you know, have that out there of, like, this, like most from software games, it's not the most accessible, but there's, you know, at least uh, remapping controls and stuff. But yeah. Let me make the text bigger. It's so small. Like, it's so small. Uh, you were bringing up Gran Turismo earlier and how this is like a, a mech sim in some ways. Is that mainly just in the setup, on the menus, building the mech out? When it comes to the actual gameplay, it looks a little bit more arcadey to me. It, look, it looks like it is a lot more action-focused. Like, does it, does it feel that way, or does it kind of feel like... Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, I, ooh, that's actually a really good question. I wouldn't say it feels like super simmy and i guess in the way that you if you think of when you think gran turismo like it still has that fun fast frenetic almost arcade style to it but then it's that plus the punishing aspect of from software <laughs> and so i think when you combine those two things like it is it, it almost feels simmy and only a mech in, in the way that you want a mech game to be right okay. it's like that happy medium where again you feel like you have that mech fantasy i even say simmy in the way that you can get into your Duffy of the stats of your parts. And like, there are so many different parts that you can um, add into building your mech by the time you reach the end of the game. And you can really get into stat ma management if you want to. I didn't like, I built the mechs that I wanted to make. And like, I, I, I do the things that I view are impo important, right? Like, is my AP good? AP being your health. Is my health good for what this build is? Um, is my attack power good? Like, those surface level things were the things that I was mainly looking at. And if they were, then I'm good to go, right? Speed, energy, um, consumption, that kind of thing. But you could get even deeper than that. There's a button you can press to, like, open up that stats menu more. And anytime I would open that up, I'd get a little scared and then <laughs> close it back close down. It. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, no, like if you, if you're somebody who wants to get into your mech Duffy, then for sure, like this is going to be for you, but also you don't have to get in that Duffy, right? You can come into it in a more laid back way and still enjoy it for what it is. Mike, talk to me, bro. Your hands, you're holding this controller. Mm -hmm. Do you feel in control of this thing? Are you trying your best? Is your, are you doing like the, the claw thing all the time? Because it seems like there's a lot going on, a lot of buttons that need to be pressed at once. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of mental hurdles that you have to get over trying to understand where you are on the battlefield, where your opponent is, what you need to use. You kind of brought up like the semi aspect of it. Like there are resources that you need to be mindful of, right? Like are your guns on cooldown? Can you blast off and take to the sky and get away from this opponent? Or is that now on cooldown, you're going to have to hit the ground and kind of get that reboosted back up. Uh, I think there's a lot going on here. I think on the hand side of things, there's nothing cooler than seeing Blessing come up to your desk who is putting the work on this game and like just start clanging these buttons in cool ways where it's like, oh, you can feel it, right? Like there is a beginner, 
there's a novice, there's an intermediate, and then there's an expert level to this game. And I love seeing that progression, especially in these kind of games where you see it click in someone's mind of like, oh, you just got that. Oh, now you're going to go to the next level and you're going to go on beyond that. Like, that's what this game is. And for me, what I'm really excited for is taking it into the multiplayer arenas, right? Like Blessing said, 1v1, 3v3. There are moments in the single player campaign where you team up with two other mechs and it is like the coolest experience ever of like, here's your two road dogs and they're both completely unique. They're their own people. They look super dope and you're going and terrorizing this opponent's base and it's awesome looking, right? Now the idea of like, teaming up with two others and going in a 3v3 arena is going to be awesome because you're going to see each person is going to have their unique touch and flavor to their mech, how it looks, the color, how it presents. And then on top of that, you're going to see what guns work, how they make it work. I think there is this fun kind of power fantasy in this video game and in mechs in general of like, the pilot is always the best, right? It's not what kind of mech I got or the weapons I got. If I can out-pilot you, I can win. And in this game, yeah, you can beat your head against the wall and probably do that, but you are going to have to find the best weapons. But there's going to be a moment here where you've unlocked everything just like everyone else, and now it comes down to, like, what is your skill style? What is your play style? Yeah. How do you out-pilot other people, right? Because, man, oh, man, I'm like blessing. I like being up close, right? I had a shotgun and the sword, and I'm trying Ooh. to energy sword you all the time. There's a sniper rifle in this game that if you can get enough distance and really power it up, it does damage, right? So uh, I think there's a lot going into this yeah. on the controller side of things, but you feel it, right? The moment that you take off and start flying, you understand it, right? You click to the one side, you dodge that way, you feel it, you get it, right? It's just going to come down to can you comprehend the battlefield in the full 3d space of is it underneath you is it above you it's behind you now like there's a lot going on and it's fast as yeah. can be. it's I, dope plus you you were telling me that uh this game made you a believer of the dual sense edge i was gonna say i've never played a better advertisement for the dual sense edge and <laughs> that's just because there's so much going on like we mentioned the four different weapons you you get are mapped to the four back buttons right r1 r2 l1 l2 and I am like, I'm cranking away at those buttons at the same time as I am trying to keep up with where my enemy's at, right? At the same time as moving around, right? Because you have a you have a boost that's mapped to square. I am like boosting everywhere. I am keeping my movement going because you want to stay moving because it is, it gets very bullet hell at times. And so I'm doing all of that. But then you have things like um, health, <clears throat> health reparation, where which is mapped to up on the D-pad. And Picking my thumb off of the dual, the um, stick and hitting up on the D-pad is such a fucking sacrifice that, like, I had to, like, <laughs> I, I really did have to pick up my dual sense edge and go, all right, what am I going to do here? Like, I put, I, I, I mapped the, um, uh, the health to one of my back buttons, right? And I mapped my dash, I believe, to, like, my right back button. And that way I didn't have to take my hands off of, or my fingers off of the sticks, and I could just, like, focus in on just doing this mm -hmm. <laughs> and not having to go crazy. Um, I, it got to the point where I would show up to work, and then I'd get a minute at work to play some Armored Core 6, and then remember that I, that I had my DualSense Edge at home, and I'll get bummed out because now I have to play with a regular DualSense. That's how much I really love playing this game with the DualSense Edge, and I would recommend if you, like, if you really want to like get in your duffy with this game pick up the dual sense edge or pick up the xbox elite controller or like i'm gonna cry right now yeah, yeah. i'm tearing up i mean welcome <laughs> welcome to the future of gaming blast I'm oh, so yeah. glad. back buttons for life bro yeah that's how it goes from now i'm so glad to hear that you have really taken to that because oh yeah man oh man that xbox elite controller that has been what gaming's all about now it's like having those extra buttons to assign the paddles and be able to do things where you're not taking your fingers off for certain aspects that you need the most 
It's beautiful, bless. It's so beautiful. You're making me cry right now. I it's love so it. I'm so happy to hear that. I can't believe you said that. Barrett, what was your uh, experience like uh, with the controller? Uh, yeah, I didn't play on the edge, so I was just playing on a regular dual sense there. I don't know. It was, it was just it, it felt good, especially some particular boss fights where I'm constantly dodging around and like I was saying earlier, just using all four like the both triggers and bumpers, like pressing them constantly all at the same time. Uh just it, it felt really good. There were like a couple of gripes I had. Like I always struggled, Mike, like I had unlocked the ability to like do the quick one eighty turn, but I never felt like I, I could do it correctly. Like the, there are little things like that that yeah. I didn't love. Uh, there's it, some weird uh, buttons that like they make you want to combine things like there's manual yeah. reload and it's like <clears throat> manual click, reload is weird click this button plus the gun that's needing to reload yeah and, like, I can never do it that it just never feels quite right doing these weird button combinations there's another one so where like I if, get if you want to use the, you get core expansions in the game right which is just another part and like usually what those activate is some sort of shield ability that'll like bubble you from incoming damage and I believe to activate those is like L3 plus triangle yeah and, it's and the L3 fucking is also thing. your boost button and mm. so that also uh, becomes a little spots. bit of a hindrance, yep. especially if I'm just trying to like move around. Yeah. And then like I maybe slightly accidentally clicked in L3. So now I'm boosting like to a, uh, a part of the arena that I don't want to be because I was focused in on like a boss fight. So the lock on system is, like is a bit finicky, too, yeah. where if you press uh, L or if you press R3, you'll have like these uh, like kind of lines that pop up in your corner. And that will tell you that if you look at an enemy it'll then like lock onto them right so your camera is following them the whole time but it's just like it's kind of it's very um like faint like you don't always see uh when you have it activated and like it's also just weird to activate in the moment like it's one that i had to like be, stop at the beginning of every boss fight and go all right r3 yeah cool now go am i on am i locked on am i locked on i don't know yeah. yet but man you add that plus the glide feature Tim, it's unbelievable. Tell right? me like, about this. It's What's cool the glide? to have just like the boots on the ground, you're moving, but like they have this glide that really just the game becomes so fast and like you're moving, you're sliding left and right. You can take to the skies, you can get back on the ground, but like this glide feature is really, really well done. Are you just talking good. about like the boost mode? Where yeah, you're just, just in general, just run. like oh, the, exactly yeah, like yeah. The, the, the just light glide. Another is gripe awesome. of mine. Yeah, yeah. Just put us always default boost mode, dude. I don't need to be walking around as the tank. This <laughs> but is a fast like, game cool is where it? I'm speeding around <laughs> all this stuff, cool. and yeah, like I don't walk, get, like, especially like if I'm boosting and then I stop to do something and then it retroactively puts me back in walking mode. It's like, I don't get me here faster. They definitely do that just because faster like, with more emotion. If they didn't do that, you will never walk in your mech. And like they, <laughs> they put in the animation. They're like, I know somebody's going to watch this walking walk. animation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe walked maybe three to 5% of I, my entire The only times I walked is when I wanted to see myself walk. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how does this mech look if I'm just going Give regular? me the E3 camera. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Give me that There's spot. some set piece moments where you're going to E3 camera this. Yeah. Like, Blessing talked about the big giant one. Like when that thing goes down, you whip that camera around and it is like the coolest mech walking out of the battlefield moment. It's so dope. There's a screenshot that I'm saving for when the embargo goes up just because there's so like not even in gameplay, but just like ending cut scenes for some missions where it's just like, God damn, this is yeah, such a the environments game. are really good. The yeah. sky is sick as hell. Like, the worst part about playing these games being under embargo is I want to take all the screenshots of these dope moments, but I'm so scared that it will just slip through and like, I'll break the embargo. But like, there are moments in this game where it's like, oh, give me the dope photo mode. Like when you fight someone one V one and you feel it and then you defeat them and their mech is just like burnt up to a yep. crisp down on the ground. It's like, 
Oh yeah, let me take a photo. Photo mode is already dominating you. Mike in a three v three fight <laughs> where he's battling. He's on a team with him, Andy, and Nick. And then Andy and Nick are going to be like, Mike, where are you? And Mike is just in the background trying to get a cool yeah. camera. Cool pictures. Well, I, I, I do wish there was like some kind of co-op mode. Oh. Like, I understand that that's not their vision, right? They just mm. didn't have that. Like, they, the only multiplayer they have is the PvP, 1v1, 3v3. But, man, if there was a co-op mode that was, even if it's wave-based, even if it's more of a horde mode type situation, I feel like that'd be such a win because this is the type of game that I think would benefit from having fun with your friends in that way. I think this is a win. Like, this is a big win from this team where it's like, yeah. oh, you're going to get me excited and I'm sure the general public excited about this where it's like, give me more. Yeah. Like, I want another big mech game. I want you to make more armored core now. So that's the big piece. Jumping me. off of that and talking about the multiplayer modes in particular, we, we talk about games a lot where it's like there's the single player, then there's the multiplayer, and sometimes the multiplayer just feels like an afterthought. Sometimes the single player just feels like an afterthought. This sounds like from the way you guys are talking that there is a nice blend between the two of like you unlocking everything in single player, then being able to use it in multiplayer, feeling a bit more personal to your mech. Do you bless somebody that I wouldn't say is the biggest multiplayer guy? Mm. You, you get in there every once in a while. Yeah. But I'd say that you were going into Armored Core as a single player yeah. game, right? Are you seeing this as like, oh, man, this is a multiplayer game? No, I mean, I would say it's a single player game. That said, I think I'm going to get a, maybe a fun week out of multiplayer. right? I, like the multiplayer is there. I wouldn't call it an afterthought, but it does feel like more of a side thing as opposed to okay. being, you know, in that same slice as single player. It's like, no, this is something you do when you want to break from it or something you do afterwards when you want to just see like how your mechs match up against random people online. Um, I could be wrong though. Like if I get into it and there is a rank system that keeps me going and I just want to keep fighting mechs, I, I think, you know, maybe, maybe there could be that, but I'll think that if they want to go all that direction, then you add in different modes, you add in like a capture the flag thing. And like, you go, you go crazy with finding different ways people can go. Like it is just one V one and three V three and different maps. Um, but I am very excited to play it. Cause I had such a fun time doing it with Mitchell and I have just a, a, such a fun time making the mechs that I think there will be juice there. And I know, Previous armor cores have had a, the same thing too. Like I was talking to somebody at Imran's wedding actually, uh, who was like a big armored core fan, and they were talking about going online and like how fun it is just fighting mechs against other people's mechs. And so I think it is one of those oh we've had this before and this is part of the series and so we're gonna keep doing it type situations. But I don't see it as a I'm buying this game for the multiplayer. I think you're still coming through um, to play the single player first and foremost, and then have fun with that as the, as the side thing. It'll give a good legs. And there will be a diehard community, just like we see in Dark Souls and Elden Ring, right? When they added the Coliseum to Elden Ring, people were very excited about that. There is an, a, there's a, an arena PvP aspect of these games that people go crazy for. And that's what this will get, especially with like a brand new audience jumping in and the excitement that they'll have during single player. The idea of like, oh, I can team up with two of my buddies and do this. If you make that approachable where I'm not getting matched up with Blessing who's put in a thousand hours, like if there's just the right amount of balancing where you start to feel the progression of, oh, I'm playing someone who can barely tie their shoes. Oh, this guy's been in the mech. Oh, this guy is a god at the mech. Like if you feel that, it's going to make for a great experience that will go really well and complement a great single player. Yeah, one of the things I want to uh, bring up um – during my preview, I did an interview with uh, Yamamura, who's uh, like the, le the lead designer on the game. And one of the things they mentioned is that like they hope that this game could be the start of a new mech ac mecha uh, action game revolution, so. right? And they're also talking about how like you know, one of my questions was, what does this do for From Software? Like, why do you go in the direction of Armored Core as opposed to like something that is again in the Souls category? And they talked a lot about the freshness that 
um, something like this brings, right? We want to have more pillars than just the Souls type uh, of titles. And I think they're succeeding with this. Like, I don't, again, it's, it's, it's that weird thing where, you know, I don't think this is going to get the acclaim and all the stuff of a Elden Ring or like one of those big Souls titles, but I would probably still compare it to Demon Souls. Like that was the energy I was getting as they were talking about it of, we want this to like be the start of this new pillar for us slash like the revival of an old pillar because our core is deep in their history. Um, and when he said it immediately, I was like, okay, this could be the Demon Souls of, of mech games or the Demon Souls of Armored Core games, right? Bring it back and make it like that big first step so that when Armored Core 7 comes through, it feels like Dark Souls. Then Dar Armored Core 8 comes through and it feels like Bloodborne, right? Like you know, be I, this feels like the groundwork being played so that they can go bigger and better. And I'm very happy for what the start of this looks like right now for from software. And I'm excited to see where they take it because I hope they continue this as the years go. You've already made some comparisons here. Um, and I, I'm only asking just because I want to know uh, if it does rank higher than any previous from game that you've played. Mm, so you said it's not up there with the Bloodborne's and Elden Rings, but like. Where does it rank otherwise? So, I mean, it's tough for me. So for me, I the From Software games I played have been Bloodborne, Sekiro, and Elden Ring. So this would have been my fourth uh, From Software game that I played. I wouldn't say this is as good as those three, but also those three are in my top like 20 games of all time. And so it's really a tough thing to, to compare to. Um, it's like, I, it's number four for me, but it's like a very strong number four. And I'd be curious to talk to more people who have played like the Souls titles and see like, you know, what, in those longer rankings, like can Armored Core 6 really come through and make a dent? Um, I could see another Armored Core game coming through and replacing a Bloodborne on my list or a, or a, a um, Sekiro on my list. It'll be tough because those games are so fucking good. But again, this is like a really, really, really good first step into getting from software back in that ecosystem and trying to make mech games a bigger and better thing just to make the kids mad out there uh i've only rolled credits on two so from software games elden ring and this and i really love this more than like i really loved elden ring but this is this overtakes elden ring wow. for me personally wow it kicks so much wow out. that's awesome so that's good. dope that's but also elden ring is really good and i understand why people really adore it and love it but this game is so good so I mean, you know, we gotta have the conversation, the game of the year. Where, where, where are you thinking right now? And of course, everything can change. We still got a couple months left. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I'm pulling out my list right now because I have my notes app. Um, because Tears of the Kingdom is still probably my number one. Baldur's Gate three is probably somewhere in there too. Um, Final Fantasy sixteen is probably somewhere in there. Hi-Fi Rush is probably somewhere in there. I think. I mean, it's definitely. Is this top five. in that conversation? Is this in the blessings Hi-Fi Rush Final Fantasy 16? I think it's in I think it's in that Hi-Fi Rush Final Fantasy 16 um, uh, sphere. I could see it being above Final Fantasy 16 for me, honestly. Like that's how much I love the gameplay in particular. I could that one will be definitely like the day when we when we get yeah. into ranking rankings. Rankings. How do I feel that day? <laughs> Between which one I put higher, but. Armor Core 6 is, like, like Mike said, right? It's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Like it has that cool factor down, and also. One thing that I'll shout out to is just the fact that it is truly unique. You know, like I love Final Fantasy 16. I played plenty of games that are like Final Fantasy 16, right? Like I played Devil May Cry. I played other Final Fantasies. Um, even things like, even the other big games of the year, right? RE4, I played other games that are like RE4. I've not played many games like Armored Core 6. It is so unique and fresh. And I think that does a lot for it in terms of why I'm sticking, I'm in terms of why it's hitting so much for me. It feels like I'm playing something different, something cool, but also something that is really good at being what it is. And that does a lot for me in these conversations. And you know, actually I should have asked this earlier, this being your first armored core, do you feel like you're missing out? 
for by not playing the uh, previous ones. Yeah, like when you play this, like, do you feel like it is because it's Armored Core Six, right? That's yeah. in the ti- Fires of Rubicon. Uh, it's in the title. Like they're they're kind of letting you know, hey, there have been other iterations of this. Like, do you feel like you're behind on story stuff or behind on like uh, even gameplay elements or like, is there anything about it that feels like this was a, a bad jump on point? Definitely not, not at all. Uh, I I don't know if this goes for all the Armored Core games, but this game at least the story is so different. Like it's not connected to the other Armored Core games, at least in any obvious way, as, as me coming into it for the first time. I believe with Armored Core, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's like, based on the number title, it's like a Final Fantasy situation almost, where like, each one is its own thing. Because I know they have like, Armored Core 4, and then they have Armored Core for something, right? Like, yeah. usually there's like, spinoffs and stuff that continue those individual stories. Uh, but story-wise, narrative-wise, this was very easy to jump into. Gameplay-wise, also pretty uh, easy to jump into. I didn't feel like I missed out on that regard. And even in the idea of jumping back and playing previous ones, I don't feel the need to. And I think part of that is just knowing that the previous ones were, what, over a decade ago? Yeah. I like the stories I hear of like the people holding their controllers upside down to play some of those older games. It's just like, yeah, that doesn't seem. Yeah, like I, I, I have the, the idea of like, I'm, I imagine those might be more difficult to go back to now. And so I think for me, if I want that hit, I'm just going to replay Armored Core 6 as opposed to digging up old ones. Um, unless somebody out there is like, yo, you got to play this. Then I'm like, no, I'll just play Armored Core 6. Yeah. Well, you guys have any closing words on Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon? I got one. Go for it. If they continue on, if this becomes like a true pillar of the modern from software, will they ever come up with a subtitle that goes as hard as Fires of no. Rubicon? <laughs> I don't think it's possible, honestly. I mean, they named a game Bloodborne, which is also pretty Yeah, which is really cool. cool. And then they named a game Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. They're really good. They're like, pretty good. They're pre- <laughs> like, they, even, they do great things, too, with like just the title of Fires of Rubicon and some of the dialogue in the game itself. I'm just sitting there like, why is this so fucking cool? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous how cool this shit is. I wonder how many copies of this game are getting sold just because it's cool. Yeah. God. <laughs> well, let us know in the comments below what you're thinking about Armored Core 6, if you're going to pick it up, uh, if this review has swayed you one way or another, and... Just just how you're going to deck out your mech. Yeah, deck let's know. Deck, deck your mech. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm sure, will be streaming this at some point. I'm excited to see oh, yeah. Mike and the boys get in there. little PvP, see what's going on. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.